Hey guys, welcome to Deep Chats with Anna, where we jump right into the beautiful stories God is working in and through us. Well, guys, it's another week, which means it's time for another episode of Deep Chats with Anna. Um, this last week has been wild and full, probably the fullest week I've had since surgery, which was crazy. I'm not quite sure how I used to run on that kind of schedule, um, but super excited for the opportunities and things I got to do this week. So it's been a really full, really good week. Lots of little blessings in between. Um, I want to take a second to acknowledge that I know what today is. Like, we're not just going to skip past the fact that today's Valentine's Day. Um, And there are so many things that, like, I want to say and, like, could speak about. Um, But out of respect for the oversaturation that happens on social media and in our lives these days, I just want to, like, come back to that, circle back to it in a time when we are not oversaturated by... um, everyone else in the world. So I do want to take a moment and say that if you in any form are experiencing like loneliness in this season or not the quite the kind of like picture perfect Valentine's Day, I see you and I like empathize with you, but I also want you to know that Jesus sees you. He loves you perfectly and with his strength, you can make it through today. Um, yeah, I like kind of wanted to talk about it. And then I remembered a day in high school when someone came into our class and was like, we're going to have an inspirational chat. And I promise it's not going to be about like love. And then it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, please leave us alone. So I am very excited to just circle back at a later date. So you might be asking yourself, okay, well, if we're not talking about love or anything related to that, what are we talking about today? Kind of as a piggyback onto last week we are gonna actually just lean in um and how to love those who are suffering around us well um we stand in a room full of people and can't imagine the highs and lows and the depths of pain that people around us are feeling and i was even reminded that today in church when we were discussing lamenting and it was a great sermon if you want to listen to it I would highly recommend it and I will send you the link. But just, I don't know what the people around me are experiencing or going through. And they had no idea what my last three months are going through. And so in some ways it can feel like, well, yeah, I don't know what's happening. So I can't lamp them well. But we do have the opportunity to be friends with a select group of people in our life. And so I think the impact that we can have on people when we love them well and suffering is so big and sometimes such a missed opportunity and so I really want to dive into some practical things that I've learned from ways that friends have loved me well or just listened from other people about being loved well in hard seasons and also just like remind you that like the bible has a lot to say on this and so to be the kind of friend that bears each other's burdens we have to be intentional and kind of jump into that pain with our friend um and it can be hard and uncomfortable like I love people really big and really well and I hate to see anyone I know in pain like I just want to fix it um and it's so distracting because I want to say the right thing or do the right thing to take it away from them but in reality all they really need is for me to sit there 
and to be present. And so I just pray that as you listen to this episode, you'll be reminded of the people in your life who you know are walking through hard seasons and just reach out and love them well. When I first started thinking about this episode, I was reminded of the book of Job. Everyone's first place they run, like immediate, oh, this person suffered well. If you're suffering, like here's a Bible verse and it's great and I love it. And the book of Job is an incredible example of a really faithful man walking through a really hard season. Um, but it's also a really good example of community who did not show up well in a really hard season. And it can be easy to look at Job's friends and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not telling my best friend who just went through something awful that it's because she sinned a bunch, blah, blah, blah. But it can be quick to jo- we can be quick to judge Job's friends, but also not realizing that contextually, like, theologically, we might be sound in the fact that, like, oh, suffering maybe wasn't caused by a direct sin here. But we also can still do a really bad job of showing up well. And so encourage you to dig deeper into that passage and truly reflect on it. I even was flipping through the last few chapters of Job before I hopped on here. And what surprised me the most was towards the end as God is having his final conversations with Job and restoring him. He calls his friends to offer sacrifices and repent. Um, but Job actually prays for them and intercedes on their behalf. And I was just amazed at the graciousness um, that that was shown there because friends who show up well in hard seasons are treasured and friends who exile you in hard seasons can be incredibly hard to like reconnect with. Um, so yeah, just the whole book of Job, a great place to look, even if you're not in a season of suffering because it does a great job of reminding you like, what not to do with friends. Uh, some practical things that I've learned over the years is just to show up. Um, we are so busy. And when it's not our pain, it can be super quick to forget about it. Maybe you throw it on a prayer list, um, kind of have some weight in your day here and there about it. But like your life keeps going when, whether it's like an emotional pain from a loss or a breakup or miscarriage, or a physical diagnosis of some sort, their world stops. And so even if it's not physical, the mental and emotional weight that continues doesn't end at soccer practice, or at work, or at any other point in their day. By learning how to just be present, even in the awkwardness, even in the silence can be incredibly encouraging. Um, some of the really hard days after surgery this fall, I had some friends who called and asked if they could come visit. Um, and I was kind of honest, like, hi, words, life, fun- brain functions aren't happening at the moment. They came over, watched movies. I couldn't even promise them I would stay awake, but they sat there and loved me well from the corner of the couch. And well, that seems like such a minor, simple task to them, it was incredibly encouraging for me just to have the presence of someone who cared to show up and sit with me, even like though they couldn't experience what I was going through, them sitting there and not trying to fix it or give me some slapstick or like, oh, it'll be fine or the new year, new you. Like they just showed up and they sat there well. 
Um, and so first things first, like, I don't know if you have someone in your mind right now, reach out to them and be okay with just sitting with them in whatever capacity they're able to hold. And it's really awkward sometimes, but I really encourage you just like stick with it because they will not call you broken if they you weren't willing to sit there with them in the numb or the in-between spaces. And so I think it can be we can be quick to be like, text me if you need anything. I'm always here to chat. But like it's really hard to call someone to chat if we haven't talked beforehand or you haven't like witnessed the in-betweens of this pain. Um and also I don't know how many other people do this, but I specifically in seasons of hard unintentionally push people away because people who text me and be like, hey, how's it going? Mentally can't process like enough energy to reply to them. And so I start pushing people away. Um, And like, I've learned that now. So like warn my friends about it. But by just showing up and sitting there, I can't push you away, but you're also not requiring any effort from me on my part. You didn't require a text to be answered. You didn't just check and be like, hey, how are things are going? And then wait for me to like come up with a response. By sitting there, you were just like showing up and loving them well. Alongside that, I think you have to be okay with the messy. Suffering, brokenness, none of it is pretty because it's not how God designed this world. And sometimes it's heartbreaking. Sometimes it's ugly. And the range of emotions that people feel in these seasons aren't beautiful and they're really hard to witness but I encourage you to be the friend that sticks with you through it all for the angry tears for the vent sessions for the highs and the lows like it's not pretty but their suffering's not pretty and we need to lean into that and love them well through it over the years I have interacted and followed quite a few different individuals um on instagram who also are going through some side of suffering whether it's physical illnesses with them or their kids or a loss of a spouse and i'm not quite sure um how that's become my instagram my little sister used to my little sister oh my goodness she's my older sister used to pick on me about it um but in ways it's been an incredibly cool learning experience to learn from them about how to love people well in seasons of brokenness um and so the next step i'm going to share with you is one that makes sense and once activated becomes the normal but until i was educated educated by it through people um who were suffering that i like watched from afar i also failed in this area so i want you to take a step back with me big thing happens in friend's life what's the first thing you do if you're close you might call them and say things like hey let me know if you need anything or text them and be like i'm here for you like what can i do to help period we're just quick to offer help but like not specifics and that is incredibly overwhelming to someone on the other end of the phone um to someone grieving going through a hard season the tasks that it would take or the energy that it would take to reply 
on top of figure out some way for them to for you to help them kind of feels like you're just trying to help them get rid of their guilt um, about the heavy thing that happened in your life. So practically, text them a few options. Hey, I can either bring dinner today or tomorrow, but what would you like me to bring? I am running to the grocery store. What items do you need? Things that are very specific and very present go way farther because they don't have to come up with it. You aren't really like allowing space for the like, well, the pride to get in the way. Like just show up in big specific ways. If your friends have kids, just tell them you're going to help them pick them up from school. Take them on a fun afternoon play date. Buy them ice cream because 90% of kids in the world love ice cream. Like be very specific in the ways you're going to help and love them and not just like, hey, let me know how we can help. Um, Because they probably won't let you know because that in itself is overwhelming. And I know it sounds so wrong, but I think being on the outside of someone who's suffering, we want to serve them and love them the best we can. And I think I feel bad that people don't know that like that goes such a long way. Um, So that's something I've learned that I really wanted to share with you guys. Like be very specific. Um, And if you can't come up with something, pray about it. I'm sure the Holy Spirit will lead you on how to love them and serve them well in this season. On top of all of those other things, in seasons of suffering, when it is an event that starts it, it can be quick for us on the outside to remember the event, initially respond to that event, and then slowly fade away as we get busy. But like I mentioned before, the emotional weight caused from that event or the following consequences or life changes that come from those things don't stop for your person. Um, specifically, like my example is in surgery or hospital stays. People, when you are in the hospital or at the hospital for surgery, like get it. They see it in their mind. Like there's tangible reminders that like there is brokenness here. When I tell you the most lonely part of recovering from a surgery is week two and three. You're home. You're kind of okay. You're kind of off pain meds, but your body's kind of not okay. But the world has moved on. And it's this in between of like, well, they're kind of okay because it was two weeks ago. So I'm going to go back to normal life, but they're still like waiting in the messy. So check in often like if you want to serve them and love them well show up on day of surgery in a text in a whatever form that looks like but follow up the week after and the week after that because nothing about their circumstances immediately got better from the day they had surgery or the day the event took place um consistently check in and i want to be super honest here i am equally as bad like i knew all of these things But a friend who had an unexpected surgery this fall, like I had to be so intentional about like, hi, it is week two and you know it gets hard this week. So like figure out a time to go show up. Um, And it was hard. I was busy. I had plans and I was like, ah, I don't know what to do. But it is worth it because showing up means the most. And so I encourage you to try really hard to push past your busyness. And to check in post the beginnings 
or initial event because that is when like the endurance has to start and the cries for hope in messy seasons really begin um it's not the numbness or the shock or anything it's just the hard nitty-gritty day-to-day life that we need encouragement in another thing that i think you're like well yeah that's an obvious thing um but some more context for it pray for your friends who are suffering um be intentional about praying for them i know in hard seasons i have sometimes struggled to pray but knowing that people who love me well were doing that on my behalf is really special um and encouraging so pray for them chat with jesus about the brokenness in their life um and encourage them in that way but i also want you to hesitate before the next time you tell someone i will be praying for you um in seasons of hardship i think people on the suffering side hear that a lot and even for a while in high school i was not completely embittered to that phrase but i was and i've talked to other people who have gone through hard things and it is kind of a joke the amount of people who will say it to us um and i think it's because we are not equipped well or haven't been equipped well in the past to handle hard things and to handle the weight of the brokenness. And so what are you supposed to say when you ask how someone is and then they're honest and you're like, crap, that was really heavy and I don't know how to respond. And so we as Christians who know and love Jesus well might say, we're, oh, I'll pray for you. Um, but while that might be true, a bajillion people say it and I don't think a bajillion people do it. And I am even guilty of this. Um, I'm telling people I'll pray for them and be like, forget about it or not do it. And as I've like grown to be more aware of it, I have to check in with myself like at night as I'm praying before I go to bed, like, Hey, who did I actually tell that to today? Because I want to be intentional about doing that for them right now. And so a simple fix for this is, not just to tell them, I will pray for you. Stop, do it right there, right now. You are obviously in front of them or texting them. Send them a voice memo with a prayer. Stand there, pray over them right wherever you are at. Like even if it's a grocery store, be confident in that because the phrase, I'll pray for you, holds weight. But stopping and doing it with them or sending them a voice memo of it, like, wow, just incredibly encouraging, especially in a really hard season. So follow through on your actions, but even more so just like show up in the present time and don't put it off for later. I think there are a bajillion more like specific little tiny ways to love people who are hurting well. Um, And even on a day like today, I encourage you to reach out to people who might be hurting more today than others um, and just remind them of how much they are loved by you as the people in their life, but also how much they're loved by Jesus. Um, because suffering can be really lonely. Um, and we are equipped with the tools to make people feel less lonely. And so I super appreciate you jumping on today 
and listing some random practical things I've learned over the years. I just also want to add before I close out um, with actually something funny. So we're ending on a little, ending on a high note. Um, be okay with the way your friend processes their heart. It might not look perfect and it not, might be pretty, but as long as they are safe and the people around them are safe, love them through the heart. Um, it might not look like the way you would have done it, but it's worth it. And so if that is them lamenting to God in prayer with things that are really harsh, sit with him in that and point them back to Jesus, but not in ways that are Pinterest quotes, in ways that are active loves of service, Hello. active acts of service, like being the hands and feet of Jesus. So I am actually at home this weekend watching my siblings and my parents could enjoy a Valentine's Day weekend. Um, and it's been funny and fun. But all my siblings got to see my podcast set up for the first time. And I was showing them how things worked. And my little brother asked me what the topic was. And I told him. And he said something super funny about what not to do as a friend um, to someone who is suffering. And so I had him sit down and record it for you. So here is a little clip of Manny's advice on what not to do to a friend who's suffering. You slap him across the face, give him a swirly. And then you say, suck it up. Now you want some ice cream? Perhaps the different voice or the funny little middle schooler in him will resonate or stick with you more. But overall, I just want to encourage you, dig into God's word. Remember what Proverbs and Job and a bajillion other places tell us about how to be good community and good friends. Um, And get out there and love your people well, because it is life-changing. I am so grateful for the opportunity to talk with you guys today. Um, I know the last few episodes haven't been like awe-inspiring and perfect, but getting into the rhythm of things and being faithful to weekly episodes has been really incredible. Um, And I just appreciate you hopping on and listening, whether it's on your way to work, in your free time, or working from home. I am incredibly appreciative of all of you, and I hope you have a fabulous week. And know that you are loved by Jesus and me. And that's a whole lot of love. So have a fabulous rest of your week, folks. 